Darren Dreger, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm well, guys. How are you? Not too badly. Well, a, a year ago, we saw some tinkering with the Leaf roster, and I think people understood the direction this team was going, trying to get grittier, trying to get a little more in terms of Randy Carlisle style of hockey, although it hasn't really worked out that way. Uh, what do, do, changes do you believe this current Leaf fall will, uh, no pun intended on Leafs and fall? Yeah, that happens right. a lot. What kind of uh, changes do you think this will precipitate? Well, I mean, you could see significant changes, obviously. You know, there's been much speculation on the future of Randy Carlisle, and, you know, that's not going to go away with the remaining games of the regular season. There's going to be an exhaustive discussion and review of this team and its coaching staff at the conclusion of the year. And, you know, one thing I know is that uh, Toronto still sees its developmental players as being good players, usable players in the National Hockey League. And, you know, I look at a Carter Ashton who uh, apparently is doing extraordinarily well of late in the American mm -hmm. Hockey League. And you've got Peter Holland, who uh, is uh, at times exiled in the American Hockey League as well. Uh, you know, Leafs management sees those guys as being real NHL players. And so they will be in the NHL next year. And the expectation of the coaching staff, if it is Randy Carlisle, is that those players are going to be used. And you're not going to see Dave Nonis go out and spend a pile of money in replacing Nikolai Kuhleman. Why would he when he's got a Carter Ashton mm -hmm. available to him and he can sign him on a one-way? He just needs a coach who's going to play these players. So I, I believe that that's going to be a big part of the review of Randy Carlisle. Sit down with him after the season, after the dust has settled, and say, all right, here's my vision of this team moving forward. It's, a, it's no secret. You know, at least in in the management circle of the Leafs, that Toronto is struggling. Now, did they expect that uh, you know things would go this badly so quickly? A couple of weeks ago, you know, uh, they thought they were in fine postseason shape. So, you know, the collapse has been surprising. But I, I would think, at varying points of the season, the message to ownership would have been consistent. Look, you know, we're a team that could finish as high as sixth. We're a team that could finish as low as 10th or 11th. That's just where we are in uh, the evolution of this team. Uh, so, you know, when you when you look at drastic change, obviously it starts with a coach. But if, if Carlisle buys into what needs to happen, embracing the, the renovation and uh, the, the work that can be done with some of the younger players, perhaps he saves his job. If he's not in it, then he'll be gone. It's that simple. Now... Dregs, when we look at that, there's a wild card in all this in terms of where the Leafs go, and that's Tim Lewicki. And and in terms of consequences, this is a guy yeah. who came in and said he wants to win right now. Yeah. Do you have any sense as to where the organization is kind of leaning on this Leafs season and what this eight-game losing streak's done to it? Well, it obviously hasn't helped. I, you know, there were lofty expectations coming out of uh, last year's playoff run where they pushed the Bruins to Game 7. And, you know, they did spend some money and they acquired some players. And there's been disappointment in the play of, of Dave and Clark, uh, Clarkson name a player. But, again, I, I think we need to appreciate the type of manager uh, that, that David Nonis is. Now, none of this would be shocking to Tim Laiwicki or the ownership of, of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Again, as I said a minute ago, um, you know, Nonus, you know, delivered the word to, you know, Laiwicki and the owners that this was going to be a tough year, and next year might be a tough year as well. You know, the, the, the fly in the ointment is the fact that they did probably better than most expected, and until very recently, were in a playoff spot. So the fact that they've uh, did an absolute swan dive here of late uh, isn't great. It's, it's not good for management. It's not good for the coaching staff. But the message that I'm getting from the boardroom is that... Um, 
they're frustrated, but everyone is fine because although the unexpected has happened because of, of the collapse, uh, the reality is this team is where management projected it would be at the start of the year. Yeah, it's just in the route that uh, getting to this place yeah, in the standings sure. has not been uh, what anybody would project. Uh, Darren, I want to get into uh, Matt Deshane, who, uh, of course, with the Colorado Avalanche, they're headed back to the playoffs, uh, but he suffered an injury over the weekend. What's his status and how long is he expected to be out? Well, the kid is gutted. Uh, I mean, who's kidding who? You know, he, he tweaked his knee. Uh, they're defining it as a sprained medial collateral ligament mm. injury of his left knee, and uh, he is going to be out at least four weeks, which takes him uh, through the remainder of the regular season and the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And, you know, you're, you're talking about a very impactful young player, um, you know, a guy who can generate offense but, you know, provides some speed and is relatively well-rounded and such an important piece. So, you know, there's nothing you can do. Uh, you know, Patrick Waugh spoke about it earlier today with Colorado and acknowledged that, look, every team goes through this type of thing this time of year, and as unfortunate as it is, you, you just grin and bear it, and, and you hope that uh, the prognosis is exactly what they're saying, four weeks or less. And if he returns in, in less than four weeks, then perhaps he can, uh, he can help this team as they try and push deeper into the postseason. Now, as we come down the stretch, Dregs, in the East, I, other than Boston, I don't, I don't think anyone's scared of anybody. Uh, what do you see? Do you see any team in the East that looks like it could be a, a kind of a threat to the Bruins, like a real threat? Well, you look at the Montreal Canadiens and uh, the team that, that, that they've developed in the second half of the season has, has been somewhat remarkable. Um, you know, can they threaten the Boston Bruins? The obvious answer is yes, uh, given their level of, of success of late over the Boston Bruins and, you know, over what, the last five, seven games, whatever it might happen to be. So, you know, that's a team that Boston would be concerned with. You know, there's something about the Philadelphia Flyers that, you know, the way that Craig Berube has, has found a way to get that group going, you know, since replacing Peter Laviolette, that intrigues me. I don't know that they're they're deep enough or they're resilient enough or that their goaltending is going to be good enough to topple the Boston Bruins, but it it just might be. And, you know, and we always look at the, the New York Rangers, don't we, to try and figure out is this going to be the year. We know the goaltending in New York is as, as good as any when Henrik Lundqvist is on top of his game and, you know, maybe Marty San Luis finds a way to, to, to get it going again consistently. So, you know, there are some teams that you think have a chance, but the way the Boston Bruins have played, you know, that, that might be a bit of a long shot. It would be a huge disappointment, obviously, if any of the teams that I mentioned found a way to beat them. You mentioned St. Louis, who, of course, wanted out of Tampa Bay and got to New York, and in the Rangers, things are going not badly, but he really hasn't fit in there, has he? No, not yet. Um, but, you know, I... Never experiencing this, but talking to players sure. who, who have or, you know, who have been around players who have, you know, there, there there's just something that you have to go through. And, you know, you look at Jerome McGinn the last year. Great example. Man, was he yeah. a misfit with the Pittsburgh Penguins? Mm -hmm. He just was. Now, was it because Dan Bilesman didn't suit him with the right players? You know, did he just not fit in there? Or was it the fact that, you know, he left the Calgary Flames, a team that he played his entire career with, and he was emotionally unsettled, and I think that that's exactly what it was. And it it, it took him, uh, you know, the from the trade deadline forward last year, the off season, to get to a point where he said, "Okay, I'm not in Calgary anymore, so I'd better get my game together mentally. I'm I'm better prepared." And you know, maybe that would that's what Marty Saint Louis is dealing with right now. Great stuff, Dregs. Uh, we appreciate it. Okay, guys, have a good night.
the Leafs at six with Darren Drager was powered by steel. No matter how you say it, steel makes yard work quick and easy. Find your local dealer at steel.ca.